the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. It's just after 4. Thanks for tuning in. Had a nice day, huh? It'll be kind of cloudy tonight. Might get a few showers. Low drop in a 58. Starting off with clouds and rain tomorrow morning. Sunshine by the afternoon in some uh, spots at least. 76 the high, so it looks pretty good. Sunday, I don't know about you, but I like this kind of day. Kind of cloudy and rain off and on. Maybe a couple thunder showers. You get a cup of hot coffee or tea. Get a book. You chill. Take a nap. Take another nap. (laughs) 70 the high for Sunday. Phil's are at Miami tonight. 7-10 7-10 start. Jake Arietta on the mound for the fight and fills. Hopefully getting back on track. Uh, laid a couple of eggs the last couple of games, but it's a long season. They're still doing well overall, and hopefully they'll get things going tonight. Sixers home tomorrow afternoon, 2-30, taking on Brooklyn. It's the first game of their playoff matchup and the overall NBA playoffs actually opening with that game. Speaking of Brooklyn, by the way, we're looking forward to having A.R. Bernard at our upcoming Pastors Appreciation Breakfast. Pastor Bernard is Senior Pastor of Christian Cultural Center in Brooklyn, New York. He also hosts a program on WFIL every weekday afternoon at 3. At this breakfast, we're going to have a time of worship, opportunities to connect with other pastors, which is really important. Just be able to get out of your building, so to speak, and uh, spend time with others who are dealing with some of the same things you are and realize you're not alone. Compare notes, pray for each other, chat it up, laugh some. And of course... Since it's a pastor's appreciation breakfast, we'll have delicious food to enjoy. There are several workshops. A brand new one was just added. The whole thing is free. So if you would, maybe on Sunday you see your pastor. Whenever you're at church, encourage your pastor. Go to WFAL.com. There's a big banner there. It just says pastor's appreciation breakfast. You sign up right there, and you're good to go. The date for that, again, Thursday, the 25th of April. That's just, what, under a couple of weeks from now. In the meantime, this coming Wednesday, April 17th, brand new movie comes to a theater near you. It's called Breakthrough. When Joyce Smith's son falls through an icy lake, all hope seems lost. But Joyce refuses to give in. Breakthrough reminds us that even when facing impossible odds, faith and love create a mountain of hope and sometimes even a miracle. This is based on an inspirational true story. Breakthrough, a movie that could resurrect your faith, point you and your friends toward the God of Miracles. Might be a miracle of marriage or in your family or finances or the workplace or all of the above. Find out more about this movie, which again comes out this coming Wednesday, the 17th of April at BreakthroughMovie.com. In the meantime, we turn our attention toward today's program, what's right in front of us. Looking forward to capping things off with Now That's Punny. That's our fun segment we usually end the week with. We have our fun puns as well as sound effects and such that we'll uh, mix in there at the end of the show. But leading up to that, We have a couple of giveaways 
First of all, we have Pray Big, which is a brand new book by Alistair Begg from the Truth for Life program. That program follows this one every weekday from uh, 5 to 530. Uh, So Alistair Begg was on the program just a couple of days ago. And uh, this new book, if you want to win a copy, we're making it easy. Just text your first and last name and the words Pray Big to 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. That's the text line for this program. We'll make a winner during the hour, and we're making winners pretty much every day. So get yourself in the running, and you'll have your name in the hat as we draw throughout the next a couple of weeks. Number two, we're actually going to have a giveaway going in conjunction with our guest this hour, uh, who's a gentleman named Greg Gilbert. He is an author. He's also a pastor. He's written a book. It's called Assured, and it's uh, for just about anybody who has struggled with wondering, at least for a little while in your life, am I really a Christian? Am I really saved? And there may be different reasons for that struggle. This book, Assured by Greg Gilbert, is something that we're going to bring into the mix here. And we'll bring him into the mix as well in just a couple of moments. Looking forward to that very much and get some good scriptural uh, encouragement. What does the Bible have to say? The book's official title is Assured. Discover grace, let go of guilt, and rest in your salvation. Pastor and author Greg Gilbert joining us in just a couple moments here. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL. WFIL, WFIL.com. Tim DeMoss Show rolling along with Toby Mack from Philippians 3, verses 12 through 14. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. It's Toby Mac's song, Get Back Up. And I think a very nice lead-in to our guest this hour with a book called Assured. Uh, the struggle in this life can be very real, including even something very foundational, like wondering, am I really a Christian? Am I really saved? It could come from struggling with a certain sin over and over, and wondering really where, you know, or it could just be from a deeper, like, thinking a lot and all kinds of other reasons. And we are pleased today to be able to chat about that some. Again, this book is called Assured, and we're welcoming into the program uh, author and pastor Greg Gilbert. How you doing, man? Thank you for calling in. I'm doing good. How are you? Good. I, I have your new book in my hands, and it's a great title for starters, Assured. <laughs> I think everyone wants that, yeah. right? 
Yeah, that's right. I think that's something that, uh, that that Christians ought to have, according to what the New Testament says. So, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Tell us a little bit about uh, your background, and then we can get into the book, too. You, you're a pastor, is that right? Yeah, I've been a, been a pastor of a, a church in Louisville, Kentucky, for about the last almost nine years now. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've been living in Louisville for, what, 16, 17 years? So wow. uh, that's my home. That's where my kids are growing up, and it's a great place to be. You a Wildcats fan? you got to be, probably, I would think. <laughs> no way, man. My church is, is literally at the University of Louisville, so uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Cards fan by necessity. All right. Well, fair enough. Yeah, I should have. Right. That makes sense, of course. How did they do in the tournaments? I, I was paying attention half uh, halfway. Did they get, get very far? Yeah. I, I, you know, no, they got beat in the first round. Okay. It was, it, it was not a happy thing. But <laughs> I, it was an okay season. We have a brand-new coach. You know, we had a meltdown in our whole basketball program, new coach. Um, and he had, a, he had a good season, I'd say. Yeah. We have a we have another guest who's been on the program a number of times, David Akers, who kicked for the Eagles, and he's a huge oh, okay. Louisville fan. So uh, yeah, everybody's got their well, thing. There you go. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I don't know many I don't know many Eagles Cards fans, but there it is. Yeah, well, if you play for the team, you think you would probably root for them. So yeah. In any That's case, true. well, it's nice to make your acquaintance and uh, wanted to chat about this book, Assured. And so, if we could start off just by. You sharing, I'm always curious what the backstory is. Sometimes you know, maybe have a germ of an idea for years and you finally get around to putting it down and or, or there are things that are happening. I guess maybe some of this is birthed out of just watching it unfold as a pastor and people you're dealing with. Yeah, yeah well, I, I suppose it, it really it really just came to life um, in a, a sermon series that I was, I was preaching through the book of 1 John. And uh, this was a few years ago. And I just, I was surprised when I announced to the church that I was going to preach this series through this book, how many people came up to me and said that they were just absolutely terrified of this sermon series because the way they had always heard First John preached was not to help Christians find assurance, but to unsettle their consciences. And, uh, you know, as I preached through that book, I realized, oh my goodness, John wrote this book not actually to unsettle Christians' consciences, which is the way it almost always gets used, but rather to settle Christians' consciences. He had a whole church full of people um, who were not sure that they were Christians, and he wanted to say to them, no, look, you are, and, and here are the ways that you can tell that you are, in fact, Christians, as opposed to these people who uh, have abandoned the church. That must have been very interesting to have the opposite of what you thought from your own congregation. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, well that happens to me more often than you expect. You go into these... Biblical books, you know, thinking you know what they're about, and then you just find all kinds of depth in them that you, that you never thought were there. So how did the, did the sermon series—so you still did the sermon series, but then beyond that, decided to, you know, dig deeper, figuring maybe there are more people thinking that way than just my own congregation, perhaps? It, yeah, yeah. So, you know, over the years, I've had so many conversations with Christians about assurance of salvation. Am I really a Christian? And— uh uh, you know, they come from different directions. Sometimes it's theological. Sometimes it's it's more kind of just angsty existential stuff. Sometimes it's people just looking at their own lives and sin. Um, but it just it, it's just a very common thing. It seems like. Uh, so I thought I had a friend who said, "Hey, I've listened to listened to these sermons that you that you've preached over the years um, from First John and other places." And he said, "You should pull that stuff together and." Hmm. Make it a book. I think it'd be helpful. Greg Gilbert's with us on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. The book is called Assured. Uh, yeah, you, you covered it nicely there. The, the, the reasons why people might feel unsettled or am I really a Christian? Am I really saved? 
could come from, you know, I used to be a paralysis from analysis when I was a kid. My youth group leader used to be, try yeah. to pat me on the shoulders that you're going to be okay, man. Don't, don't overthink. Yeah. And uh, and then other people, maybe really there's there's a, a, a sin or two in, in their lives they can't seem to shake, and they may wonder. Have you had that, I'm sure, I'm guessing? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a chapter in the book that is on besetting sins, as they're called, you know, just these sins that we wrestle with. Yeah. Um, sometimes even for for the course of an entire life, and I, I run into people all the time who who struggle with those kinds of things. Yeah. What do you? What, so maybe start off if you would in terms of unpacking the book a bit. There's one thing to talk about all the different reasons why people struggle and trying to kind of deal with each one and each person in, as an individual, but at the same time, there's also the I guess the line of thinking of what should we be looking at? Like really, what is the what does wellness look like, so to speak? What's the way to be thinking? to get our minds on. So like what the scripture have to say about assurance. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, if I have to boil it down into one, one major problem that I see that, that kind of runs like a thread through people's struggle with assurance, it's that for some reason, Christians seem to have this idea that the way to get more assurance of salvation is to stare at themselves. They want to stare at their own sin. They want to stare at their own faith. They want to stare at their own, their own fruit and good works and all the rest of it. And they think for some reason that by, turning their eyes inward on themselves, they're going to be able to find assurance. And I, I think that's exactly the wrong approach. I think if you want more assurance, more, you know, more confidence in Jesus, you have to look at Jesus and not yourself. If, if you look at yourself, all you're going to see is wishy-washy failure, lack of, lack of uh, solidity, because that's who you are. You look at Jesus, on the other hand, and you're, you're going to see something utterly different and something worthy of confidence. So, the main goal of the book, actually, is to, is to sort of pry our eyes off of ourselves and put them on Jesus. I, mm-hmm. I think that's the way you deepen assurance. Now, the Bible says you ought to do self-examination, right? So that's a very biblical thing to do. But like any tool, you have to use self-examination rightly, and there are ways to mess that up. So one of the things that I do in the book is say, look, self-examination is a good thing, but here are six or seven errors that Christians tend to make in doing self-examination, and, and therefore they mess it up. So avoid those errors. You know? Yeah, very much. The author, Greg Gilbert, and he's also a senior pastor at Third Avenue Baptist in downtown Louisville. Uh, while we're on the topic, maybe one or two that come to mind of those half a dozen that you talk about in the book, is there, a, is there one or two that often come to the foreground, how people kind of get that self-introspection thing out of whack? I can get it wrong. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, uh, I think I talk about six of them in the book. One is one is that if you if you so if you use Jesus's image of the tree bearing fruit, right? You've got a root down in the ground that you that you can't see. That would be the salvation itself. Then you got the tree and it's bearing fruit. And Jesus says you'll you'll know my disciples by the fruit that they bear. One thing that Christians will do constantly is that they will see one apple on the tree and they'll zoom the camera in onto that one apple and fixate on it and they'll let their judgment of their own salvation be determined by one apple, either good or bad, hmm. rather than looking at the whole tree, looking at the whole, you know, even not a snapshot, but a, a sort of movie of the tree's development. Um, so you can't do that. You can't have a narrow, a narrow lens on one particular apple. You've got to look at the whole tree, because there are going to be... We're going to have sin in our lives until the day we stand before Jesus, and you, you can't make a judgment that you're not a Christian just because that very basic biblical truth is true of you too, right? Yeah. Um, another thing that we tend to do is is try to do this self-examination, fruit inspection, so to speak. We try to do it alone. 
And Jeremiah tells us very clearly that our hearts are deceitful above everything else in the universe. And so one way or another, either negatively or positively, if we try to do this fruit inspection alone, we're going to get it wrong. There's just, there's just no way our hearts are going to be able to get that right. So you have to do it, if you're, going to, if you're going to do it correctly, you have to do it in community with other believers, which is why uh, you know, being a member of a local church is so important. But if you're trying to do this fruit inspection alone, it's just almost a given that you're going to get it wrong in one direction or another. You're going to feel too good about yourself when actually you should have some, you know, some, some warning, or you're going to feel your, your conscience is going to collapse under you when actually you, you ought to be feeling pretty confident about what the Lord's doing in your life. Author and Pastor Greg Gilbert, our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com, or chatting about his book, Assured. If you'd like to win a copy, send me a quick text to 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. First and last name and the word Assured, and we'll get you in the running for that. And uh, we'll take a quick break and come back our our conversation with Greg Gilbert will continue then on AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. A couple quick reminders. First of all, coming up this Wednesday, April 17th, brand new movie coming out called Breakthrough. When Joyce Smith's son falls through an icy lake, all hope seems lost, but Joyce refuses to give in. Breakthrough reminds us that even when facing impossible odds, faith and love create a mountain of hope and sometimes even a miracle. Could be a miracle in the area of finances or family, marriage, workplace, your dreams, many other things. Based on this inspirational true story, Breakthrough could resurrect your faith and point you and your friends toward the God of all miracles. Again, coming out in theaters this coming Wednesday, April 17th. You can learn more at BreakthroughMovie.com. We're giving stuff away this hour during the Tim DeMoss Show you're listening to. Thank you for tuning in. One of the things we're handing out is a book called Pray Big, brand new from Alistair Begg from the program Truth for Life, which follows this one every weekday. Just came out a couple of days ago. If you would like to win a copy, text me your first and last name and the words Pray Big. Simple enough at 610-500-DOVE as far as where you text that to, 610-500-3683. First and last name and the words Pray Big. That's for the brand new book from Alistair Begg from Truth for Life. We're also handing out the book from our guest today, Greg Gilbert. It's called Assured. We're going to continue chatting with Greg in a moment about that book. Uh, But similarly, you can text your first and last name and the word Assured to 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683, and we'll put your name in the mix for that. Fair enough? I think so. We continue on now with our guest, author Greg Gilbert. He's also senior pastor of Third Avenue Baptist Church in Louisville, Kentucky. The book, Assured, Discover Grace, Let Go of Guilt, and Rest in Your Salvation. Do you think sometimes that the struggles we have with assurance can be mixed in with other things going on in life that maybe you don't even really have anything to do with assurance, but if life is kind of you know messy for you, it may also kind of confuse the picture some, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, sure. And some some of that could be is sometimes that that would be a, a matter of just not understanding well certain things that the Bible teaches. So, you know, I mean, there's a whole there's a whole theological strain out there that would say that God has basically promised you health and wealth. You know, the prosperity gospel. Yeah. And uh, people will actually have their assurance of salvation collapse because the Lord has not made them healthy and wealthy. Um, well, of course, that's just an utter misunderstanding of the Bible. There is no promise in the entire Bible that God's people are, are going to have health and wealth. I mean, in fact, you know, what the Bible promises is that you're going to have suffering. But if you, you know, if you, if you have this sense in your, in your understanding that God has promised you health and wealth, he's promised his people health and wealth, and you don't have that, uh, then sure, a lack of assurance is going to rise up when, when actually it, it should not because you've just misunderstood the Bible. Yeah, that may, right. And, and and I'm even thinking, I remember um, a comedian, actually a comedian I saw a number of years ago, and he had a line. It wasn't actually all that funny, except he said something I've never forgotten, and it had to do with saying something to the effect of taking God very seriously and taking yourself lightly. Mm-hmm. And from the standpoint of, in the area of assurance specifically to say, you know, he's, if he sent a son and his son's the, the, you know, the foundation for, for knowing that we're forgiven and we have a secure future. When he talks about, I guess in John 14, I think it is where he says, I go to prepare a place for you. I'm take you where, where, mm-hmm. where I am. And then all the other things we may overstate our importance or uh, in fact, our pastor the other day had a sermon. I really appreciate it. He, Talked about Paul and Apollos, both saying, "Who's Paul? Who's Apollos? They're nothing. God's the one who gives the increase." And that was a good sermon to me, also to help even realize, like, as much as I want to be diligent and and, and that whole self evaluating you're talking about, there's that element to it. But if you keep remembering, what did Jesus say? What did God say? And including the struggle with sin, right? Like, like, don't take yourself so seriously that you know if you've fallen, like now you've messed it all up, and am I still saved? And you know, getting our minds into what does the Bible say about who God is and who we are, the more that we do that, would you say, is like kind of a, a huge solution to being able to really know the assurance of whether we feel it on a given day or not? Well, yeah, because because we will often have the sense that even if even if Jesus saved us by grace, we need to make ourselves worthy of it now. You know, and if we don't, then you know, maybe, maybe I wasn't a Christian, you know, in the first place. So I've got to, I've got to sort of make myself worthy of being in God's, in God's presence. But of course the danger there is that subtly your faith, your, your, your hope for your own salvation can, can subtly shift from being on Jesus as your only hope for salvation to being on yourself. You know, so that it, it's your good works and it's your fruit and it's how you're doing spiritually that that creates your sense of spiritual well-being or not, and that's that's dangerous because that's embracing self as the as your hope of salvation rather than Jesus, and and you just don't want to do that. You want to be able to say, look, <laughs> yeah, you know, all this stuff is happening in my life, et cetera, et cetera, and the Holy Spirit is doing this and my sin nature is doing this, but none of that's my hope for salvation. My hope for salvation is Jesus and he is immovable the same yesterday, today, and, and forever. Amen. Um, but our faith will shift so subtly back to ourselves so that we, you know, how good we feel spiritually is just going up and down, up and down, up and down. And that's faith in self, not Christ. 
Greg Gilbert, our guest, author of Assured, also a senior pastor of Third Avenue Baptist Church in downtown Louisville. And yeah, I mean, it. you said it earlier in our conversation. You say it again now and probably should say it one more time before we conclude to keep remembering what the foundation's about because the foundation's not moving. Everything else can sway in the wind or even fall over. Uh, and those things matter. I mean, you, you do talk about in the book, like the role of, of doing good works. It says in scripture in right? yeah. Ephesians that he, he prepared good works in advance for us to do. So we're not ignoring that and he doesn't want us to sin, but how do you, uh, how would you encourage people to think about the role of, of the fruit of their lives as far as, you know, wanting to demonstrate the, and the fruit of the yeah, spirit, yeah. right? Yeah, well, it's a little bit like a if you if you think about a a, a car and a car analogy, if you want more speed out of a car, you put weight and focus on the speedometer. And I think when it comes to Christian assurance, the speedometer that we ought to put weight and focus on is is really two things. It's it's the truth of the gospel of Jesus and the promises of God. If you want more assurance, that's what you have to put weight and focus on. I, I'm sorry, not the speedometer, the accelerator. I meant to be saying accelerator right. the whole right. time. You push on the accelerator. Good works are more like the speedometer. They indicate speed. They indicate, you know, hmm. an assurance of salvation. But you can't expect to get more assurance of salvation by reaching up to the needle on your speedometer and pushing it up. The car won't go <laughs> any faster if you put weight and focus on the speedometer. You have to put weight and focus on the accelerator. Yeah. That is the, the truth of the gospel and the promises of God. So, again, I think Christians, I think Christians when it comes to assurance, they think they're going to get more of it by staring at themselves staring at their own good works. If I can just do more good works and fewer bad works, then I'll feel more like a Christian. I think that's like pushing the needle up on the speedometer. What you need to do, put weight on the accelerator, meditate on, think about, focus on the promises of God and the truths of the gospel. And then what you'll see as you do that is your faith deepening, your assurance solidifying, and then you will see the fruit coming into line with that as the speedometer reflects it. Greg Gilbert, our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. He's senior pastor of Third Avenue Baptist Church in Louisville, Kentucky. Also author of his brand new book called Assured. We'll take a short break, come back and continue our conversation. If you'd like to win a copy, send me a quick text with your first and last name and the word Assured to 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. Again, first and last name. And uh, the word assured will put you in the mix for the drawing that we'll be doing for author Greg Gilbert's book, Assured, AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. Have a guest you'd like to hear on The Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com listening to the Tim DeMoss Show as we continue along. Dropping to 58 tonight with kind of cloudy skies, making a few showers uh, late tonight or overnight. Tomorrow, kind of cloudy start to things. A few showers, make it a little sun by the afternoon. Beautiful day, really. 76 the high tomorrow. Sunday, lots of clouds, a few showers and thunder showers, likely high around 70. Phillies at Miami tonight, starting a series with the Marlins. 7-10 first pitch, Jake Arrieta on the mound for the Phils. And the Sixers home tomorrow afternoon at 2.30, taking on Brooklyn. It's the first game of the NBA playoff season, including for the Sixers and for Brooklyn. Enjoying our conversation this afternoon with Greg Gilbert. He is senior pastor of Third Avenue Baptist Church in downtown Louisville. Also, an author has written his new book called Assured, which we are talking about. What advice might you give for someone then who's reading and they're struggling 
Uh, and again, this could be a broad answer. There, there may be a lot of different reasons they're struggling and, and the root of it. But I guess it's getting back to the, the truths of God, and you bring those up in the book, as among other things. Yeah, so the, the structure of the book is to, is to go through and, and think about very carefully sort of four sources of Christian assurance. So two of them are, are the accelerator. That's the, the truths of the gospel, the promises of God. One of them is the, the speedometer which is um, uh, good works, right? And we talk about how to think about that without making these errors in, in using that tool. Um, and then the, you know, the third one, as it, as it is, the, the fourth one is um, um, the witness of the Holy Spirit, hmm. which exists in the heart of every Christian. Uh, the Holy Spirit's not a sort of gift that you get later only for special Christians. It ex- he exists. He, he dwells in every believer. He cries out in witness that we are children of God. Now, the thing about the witness of the Spirit is that his witness can be stronger or, or weaker, depending on things in life and just depending on the Lord's own sovereignty. But as I read the Bible, what I see is that the witness of the Spirit seems to be a kind of wartime reinforcement, right? When you're suffering, when you're afflicted, when the clouds have closed in on you, that's when the Holy Spirit seems to witness the most loudly and the most strongly. And that's not really something you can control. But it's those four, that's the structure of the book, looking at those four sources of assurance and how we should think about them. That's good. That's good stuff. Greg Gilbert, kind enough to spend a little time with us. The book is called Assured, Discover Grace, Let Go of Guilt, and Rest in Your Salvation. Uh, you know, as you're speaking through, people can, and, and again, the title of it, just a simple one word, really underneath, I think people want that. And that's part, I think that's probably, would you agree, part of the fact that, you know, until we physically lay eyes on the Lord— directly one day there is that gap even it says we'll see we see dark you know partly now then we'll know fully as even as we are fully known there's kind of always the potential there for on a given day for someone to feel a little uh, out of it and unsure or they struggled more or they're even they're struggling more than they think they should be like they think struggling is wrong it's like no no it it, scripture says in your struggle against sin you know it's there it's part of part of lies whether we give into it or not even can be can can wear you out and make you doubt a little bit yeah, that's right. And everything from, from the struggle against sin to even falling into sin to a, you know, a, a lack of assurance or a nagging God, all of those things in God's grace can actually become slingshots to make you embrace Jesus more firmly and lean on him more heavily, right? Because, because when you doubt and when you sin and when you struggle against it, when all of this stuff is happening, it just reminds you of how utterly hopeless you are to save yourself, and so you will flee to Jesus even more, uh, even more strongly. So that you know, that's the hopeful thing: is that all this stuff we struggle with as Christians, if we don't let it sort of kill us off spiritually, it can slingshot us into a greater faith in Jesus as we realize our own hopelessness. How do you help uh, somebody who really has maybe been chasing their tail for a while, and um, they even want to believe? Or the what if I read assured and it doesn't assure me? You know, you, you probably yeah. have had your share of people who it, it's still, and I think I've yeah. been there, you know, again, when I was younger, I've, I've battled that. Um, it just to keep gently pointing them back to scripture and, and verses, yeah. uh, you know, that would. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, I would say, I would say to you, don't, you know, don't try to read the book by yourself. You know, I mean, mm. it might be helpful if you, if you just sit down and read it, but I think it's, I think any book really would be far more helpful if you're reading it with somebody else who can mm. talk with you about it, who can help you see clearly. I mean, again, your heart is deceitful above all things. And 
you know, alone is not a good place for a Christian. You need to be a member of a church. You need to be in fellowship. You need to um, talk about these things with another believer, maybe who's got a, a firmer, you know, foothold than you do right now. Um, hmm. You know, you don't want to get with somebody who's doubting just as bad as you are and just sort of wallow in your own, right. you know, your own doubt. Find somebody who's got a better foothold right now than you do. Um, and, and can help. The Christian life's not meant to be lived alone, and it, it far too often leads to disaster when we try to do that. I can tell you firsthand, and I've been walking with the Lord most of my life, but I, I, even just on a general level, to your point, and, and you've mentioned a couple times during our conversation the importance of walking with someone, even on a very simple level on a Sunday morning, if I'm a little tired, I had a full weekend or whatever it was, and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to go today. I, I mean, I usually do go to church, but there times where I'm like, it's a battle. Then I go and I'm glad I did. And it's because I'm yeah. given that global, like the, you know, local slash global perspective of all yeah. the other believers. You have great conversations. Some have a cup of coffee or talking before long. You're like, I'm glad I came today. Like I, you know, yeah. so. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's important that you don't just pop into church, enjoy the show and then leave. Like you said, you know, you got to, you got to interact with people. You got to understand that you're a, you're a vital, living part of a body of a local body of Christ. You know, you're not just showing up for a, for a show. We'll fill up, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, script, and we can maybe we can, uh, wrap up our chat. We're chatting with Greg Gilbert, who's the author of the brand new book called Assured, and also uh, pastor, senior pastor of Third Avenue Baptist in downtown Louisville. Um, just scripturally, because that is part of, a big part of what you're saying to help us understand assurance and what the Bible has to say. Is there a verse or two that come to mind, whether you know, ones you've used as you counsel people or just ones that you really feel like are foundational, even in understanding assurance that we could point people to? Yeah, there would be so, there would be so many, right? I think, I think Romans, Romans six, one and two about our, our union with Christ is a really important concept to understand. Uh, I think, I think First John is really important when it comes to assurance because he actually is trying to settle Christians' consciences and not not set off bombs underneath Christians' consciences. So you've got to, you know, understanding that book that book rightly is, is important. But you know, I mean, I wish there was some you know one or two verses in the Bible that would just settle it all. But assurance is sort of a theme that runs through the whole thing, and so you know, it's it's just something you have to understand um, from start to finish and. Part of what I'm trying to do in the book is pull together all the, you know, a lot of the teaching of the New Testament and say how, how do we how do we make sense of this? What are we supposed to be? What are we supposed to be understanding from here? Would you say though? Maybe it's a way of like it was something you just said made me think. Sometimes what we're hoping from our faith and from uh, being a Christian and even from the Bible is that pit stop mentality. Um, I just want to I want it to work for me the way I want it to work for me, rather than maybe. God designed it to draw you in so you realize much more of how the whole thing's connected in Scripture rather than page 73, the third paragraph. That's the verse, my go-to verse, so I can just be on my way. Maybe, you know what I mean? Oh, my goodness, yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah, and that's true of so much in the Christian life, assurance and suffering and affliction and even, you know, the future. Um, You know, I mean, so, for example, when it comes to suffering, I think when suffering comes into into people's lives, their, their first inclination is, get this off of me, right? And their <laughs> prayers will be, Lord, let this suffering end. I want this off. It's almost like, you know, you, you go into the gym and, you know, you, you put some weight on your shoulders to, to lift weights, and your first inclination is just to throw the weight off. Yeah. Well, 
No. I mean, you ever think about you know, what the Bible seems to say is that that weight is on your shoulders precisely so you can push back against it in faith and grow your faith muscles. You know, so yeah. as you, and same thing is true for, for assurance. There, a lack of assurance might actually be in your life so that you can push back against it with faith in Jesus and, and see your faith deepen and grow. You know, I'd say, don't, yeah, don't, don't, try to, don't try to throw off the uncertainty. Don't try to throw off the, the hardship. All of that is working together to create character and create faith and ultimately create hope. That's great. That's another great point. It's been a real pleasure talking with you, sir. I'm glad we could have this time together. Yeah, me too, Tim. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on your show. Absolutely. God bless you and your lovely family. You have, uh, you're married with children, right? Yeah, I've been married for uh, 17 years plus. Got three kids, two of them teenagers. So life is, life is full. That's great. What are your kids into? Are you, are you into sports or art or anything like that? Uh, well, basketball. And aren't we all in Kentucky? Yeah. <laughs> Both my boys play basketball. My little girl, she's just, she's just started to play some basketball. But that, that is the thing here. That's fun. Great. Well, God bless you all, and uh, thanks for, again, taking time with us today. Absolutely. Glad to do it. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. Greg Gilbert, Senior Pastor of Third Avenue Baptist Church, our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show this afternoon, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. This book he's written is called Assured. If you'd like to win a copy, send me a quick text with your first and last name and the word Assured to 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. We'll make a couple of winners, in fact. Go ahead and uh, send it off when you get a moment. We'll wait till the end of the program so you have a little bit of time here. 610-500-DOVE. Again, first and last name and the word assured, and we'll put you in the mix to win Greg Gilbert's new book, Assured. Uh, we're going to take a short break, and then we'll come back with our beautiful uh, cherry on the Sunday <coughs> of the week, our Now That's Punny segment. That's just moments away on AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com, Tim DeMoss Show. Continuing on here, that music can only mean one thing. It's time for Now That's Punny. Joe, are you ready with the sound effects? Okay, it's comforting to know. There's certain things in life, death, taxes. Taxes aren't comforting, that's not comforting per se. But, now that's punny. It's comforting to know it's there every Friday to to finally wrap up with this great broadcast. (coughs) Joe, I got a reversible jacket for my birthday. I'm very excited to see how it turns out. I got a text from Stephanie, one of our listeners. She said, what did the buffalo say to his son? Bye, son. (laughs) Isn't it? (laughs) If it wasn't for physics, Joe, this show would be unstoppable. Think about it. You know, as I was getting ready for this segment, I was um, I was trying to come up with a pun about escaping quicksand. I'm just stuck. 
Nice! We're cracking out a new one today! That's a bonus for us! I don't know about you, Joe, but I think that turning vegan is a big missed steak. Thank you very much. I was uh, I was thinking of buying Velcro for my shoes instead of laces. Why not? Why not? Why would you? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I you know in the busyness of life, I did not tell you that our dog gave birth to puppies last week. Yeah, very cute, right near the road. But we got a ticket for littering. Thank you. Sometimes during the, now that's funny segment, when I tell stories of, you know, earlier in my life, uh, like when I was in college, my roommates used to worry about me using their kitchen utensils. But that was a whisk I was willing to take. Thank you very much. Thank you. The other day I saw a sign <laughs> that said falling rocks. So I tried and it doesn't. Falling rocks. I tried. Oh. You ever see Lion King, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Simba, the prince, was walking too slow. I told him to Mufasa. You know, Mufasa. I don't I don't know what you think, but I think 630 is the best time on a clock. Hands down. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Thank you. You and a couple people in my life, like my kids. If nobody else likes these puns, no. We're getting some pretty good responses. In fact, if people want to send those in, they can email or text timmyd at wfil.com, T-I-M-M-Y-D at wfil.com, or text 610-500-DOVE. Joe, no matter how far you push the envelope, it will still be stationary. <laughs> stationary with an E. You ever wonder why crabs don't give to charity? It's because they're shellfish. Thank you. Just a couple more. It'll put everyone out of their misery. <laughs> My kid's favorite. Um... On a serious note, I actually went to jail some years ago for digging a hole in my neighbor's backyard and filling it with water. I meant well. I meant well. <clears throat> Joe, what do you call a bunch of rabbits marching backwards? A receding hairline. Something that some of us in the room might understand. Appreciate we have one more somewhere in here? Oh, yeah. You know, I talked to you about that, uh, you know, the steak one a little while ago. My friend really changed when she became a vegetarian. It was like I'd never seen her before. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy the weekend. I'm exhausted. I hope you enjoyed those puns. It's our Now That's Punny segment once more. If you ever want to throw one in the mix, email it to me, Timmy D, T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com, or text it at 610-500-DOVE. 
Jim Maxim. Acts 4, 13 Ministries leads in prayer next. Have a lovely weekend. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.